Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
no matter how you say it, only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you. Tonight, this is Coach K, and you are rocking with the best. I appreciate you and love you. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach K, Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. Thank you for joining us once again for Symptometry Night, and tonight is going to be another fabulous show. Who getting our mind right could have been the 
could have also been the name of this show right here, but I want to be a little bit more specific. So I want you all just to get ready for some, I don't know what I want to call it, mind-blowing information, but it definitely hopefully will help all of us in our decision-making process. Right now we are in the sun sign of Virgo. It's awesome, baby. Big shouts out to my daddy. Who's August 23rd, Virgo, my Aunt Maggie, all you Virgos who listening, uh, my mentor, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, and everybody, all the Virgos, sons of Virgo risings in the building, we definitely appreciate you. But the Virgo is all about analyzing. Virgo is, Virgo is work and service, but he got a very critical mind to, to, to dissect things and just wants everything to be in harmony, to be in order. And where all that starts at is in the mind. And so this, and um, Virgo also is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is about thoughts and how we communicate. And this is why I felt that tonight's topic is so special, brain essentials. And I think in some commentary, we talk about brain essentials all the time, but we just Talk about it because <clears throat> we've probably talked about it more in-depth offline than we have online. And so people hear us use words like nutrient blockers. People hear us using words health disruptors. Um, people hear us using terms symptom relocation. Now, here you got just these two words put together, but they are so deep and so profound when you start to look at them from a root cause therapeutic level and degree of thinking. And so tonight I wanted to take one of these terms and really, really break it open so we can look at why this is so important and what does that really mean, brain essentials, how we're overlooking so many things concerning brain essentials, and how we can, what's the word I want to use? We need, to, we need to capitalize. We need to capitalize on this information and do some things differently so we can get some different results because everything starts in the mind, like the choices that we make. The If my mind is not clear, I'm going to tell you a little story before I bring in Start bringing in the panel tonight, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Abbott and Dr. Wynick. If Dr. Wynick and Dr. Nardi are on the line, I definitely would like for them to go ahead and press one so I can see them in the queue. But this is my story of how I stopped eating pork. I was not a Muslim. Okay, I want to make that perfectly clear. And I was like, man, I'm healthy. I do what I want to do, I'm having fun. Um, I don't eat a lot of it, and I don't feel that I'm sick. I don't feel that I'm a devil or anything like that. This was Louis Farrakhan was strong at this time, strong. At, this is like early 90s. And I took a, I think I was in a racquetball class or a health and wellness, a, a health class at North Carolina A&T, but it was a brother from the Nation of Islam who did a uh, like a ten minute report, and his was on on pork and why he didn't eat pork, and he said one thing that just 
blew me away, and that was the last day, I think, that I ate pork. I think it was in April of 1992, maybe. He said, the brain sits in water, and when you eat pork, picture some collard greens, and you put that were cooked in pork, and they are in the refrigerator, and the next day you come and pull them out and you want to heat them up. They're in a jelly. You shake those greens or shake whatever it was, and there's a gel around the greens. It's not water no more. It's like a gel. And that gel slows down the electrical current in which your thought waves travel. He said, water is the best conductor of electricity. That's why God put your brain in water. He said, but when you add something to that water, you slow down how fast you can process thoughts. Now, me being an old football player, my football coach always taught us and my wrestling coach taught us, we can afford a physical mistake, but we cannot afford a mental mistake. Physical, maybe. Mental, never. And I said, you mean there's people out here outthinking me just because I eat pork and my brain is sitting in this jello type substance? I said, oh, no. I didn't even say it out loud, but it was the most profound thing at that particular point in my life. And I was like, I'm doing this to myself? I said, no, 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 no. This doesn't have nothing to do with religion. That brother explained it to me scientifically in a manner in which I could understand and see it. And I quit eating pork like that day. I was like, Psh, done deal. I think the last last pork I had was some bacon bits on a salad at Pizza Hut in Reevesville, North Carolina. I can remember the I can remember the day. But I was just like, oh no. that's that's it. Because I, I can't have my mental process because everything starts in the mind. My the ideals that I get when I meditate the things that come down to me, uh, uh, premonitions, insights, all of these things start in my mind. Or when I need to figure something out, it starts in my mind. And I just couldn't think of, I just couldn't sit with somebody out thinking me. Well, now, here we are 20-plus years later, and now I'm studying root cause therapeutics and symptometry, and it is... It's even more it's even more dynamic about the reason that I need to have proper nourishment of my brain, you know, because my brain needs certain things to function off of and I kinda knew it but I wasn't like really into the specifics. And then once Doctor Abbott and Doctor Nardi started explaining to me specifically about how my brain needs to be nourished, but not just by the foods I eat but also by the rest that I get. You know, there's an optimal time to do certain things. I know when I started taking my particulars, Dr. Nardi said the formula is timing, dosage, and frequency. And feeding yourself rest, R-E-S-T, sleep, at the proper time and the top proper dosage is key in bringing yourself to an optimal level of wellness. Some people think, oh, as long as I get eight hours. Yeah, but where do you put those eight hours at? You can't just put them anywhere as long as I get four hours. Yeah, but you can't just put them anywhere and get that type of nourishment. So 
that's why I wanted to talk about this subject because I just want I want to be intelligent. I want to be around intelligent people. I love intelligent conversation. It stimulates me in all facets, physically, mentally, spiritually, sexually, financially. I love intellectual conversation and intellectual thoughts. So I have to be it first if I want to be able to participate in it because when I'm not around intellectual conversation, I may be around some type of behavior (laughs) that is reflective of something that's not too smart. And then in the past I have seen myself get into quite a bit of trouble, and I don't, I'm not interested in that. Now I'm interested in success, dynamic success. I'm interested in taking quantum leaps in my own personal development, and with some tometry I have done that. These are some of the things that I've seen and noticed in my own study. That's why I have some tometry on Coach K Radio Show every other Tuesday night right here at Blog Talk at 8 o'clock. And, I mean, that's just, that's just that, there, there's my story. There it is. Um, before I bring on Dr. Adder, I just want to remind all the newcomers who are on the show tonight, if you missed any of our 51 shows since March of 2012, you can go to symptometrybooks.com, symptometrybooks.com, and catch any of those uh, issues from our podcast library, as well as if you're interested in ordering any of the books that we're going to be referencing tonight, we have some amazing book deals there too as well, some specials that are not yet on the site, I mean that uh, have just been offered two weeks ago, as well as, well, you, you'll see it when you get there. I just want you to know where that's at. Bookmark the page. Somebody can drop that in the chat room if you like and the chat room is open. Uh, at the beginning of the show, it wasn't, so if you refresh your screen, that will open. All right. I must get on with the show tonight and bring in my first co-host, my mentor, the director of the American School of Symptometry, a great friend, a great brother, a great son, a great husband, an engineer, a doctor. He's just, um, it, we used to call him the well, some people still call him the Greensboro Shaman. I want y'all to put y'all hands together for Dr. Charlie Abbott. It's awesome, baby! Dr. Abbott, welcome to the show tonight. How you feeling? I feel good, Coach, and thank you for having this show. Thank you for inviting me once again. It's always a pleasure to be with you on these Tuesday nights, and it's amazing that we've Reach how many fifty? This is show number fifty-two. Show number fifty-two. That's my old high school number in football. Okay, all right. So how about that? Um, yeah, working with the sevens there, I see. And um, I tell you, it's definitely a delight once again. Well, I definitely. Uh, what do you think about tonight's topic? You think um, you think you think we're going to have some fun with that? And uh, what and what's your perspective of the importance of brain essentials. Well, I, I absolutely know we will have fun tonight because we're talking about human beings and human behavior. And as a centometrist and as someone who's been in the health field now for for some time, over 16 years, I just really find it that ultimately all of the illnesses and dis- diseases that we have as human beings come have at least some 
issue with our emotional state, but also our mental state, how we're thinking, because this is what where we make our choices on the things that we consume, whether they're things that we've learned about or something that was traditional in our families or groups. And so, therefore, certain behaviors seem to come out of that. And now, knowing the science, I really, really know that tonight's topic will really be fascinating because we have to have certain things, uh, certain essentials, certain body essentials and brain essentials that will keep us happy and keep us well and also helps us to get along with each other. (laughs) And that is most important. That one is probably the most important. Getting along with one another as we stay down here on planet Earth. Yes. I mean, you know, just think about how many disgruntled people there are with and they may not know, they may have good intentions and they and they would have a difficult time actually saying, Well, why do I act a certain way or why do I think this person seems to rub me that way or when I get around them, why or, you know, even so perhaps they may think, Well, I can't can't take time to study or it's difficult for me to focus. These are all things that are connected to producing the proper brain essentials. Well, you said a mouthful right there. That is something real serious. I want to um, ask everyone to go over on Facebook, if you are on Facebook, and please send out an invitation to the show, man. Copy the link from my page and send it out. Let's let's I, I want I want to have as many people uh tonight as we can on this show cuz this particular topic this particular topic is very important. So please post it on your timeline. Put it on Twitter. You know, get the word out because this is something as far as our community that we all need. So I really want to encourage that, you know, as soon as possible. Let me go and also bring in fellow panelists, fellow scientists fellow uh, astrologer extraordinaire and speaker of truth herself. Y'all go ahead and put y'all hands together for Dr. Wyman. It's awesome, baby! Welcome to the show, Dr. Wyman. How you doing this evening? Good, good. How you doing, Coach? Dr. Rabbit? Dr. Nardi, if you're there. (laughs) We are doing fine. We are doing fine. What do you think about tonight's topic, brain essentials and why it's important? I think it's a great topic. Um, So many people are so confused thinking that somehow they catch a chemical imbalance that leads to certain behaviors that need some sort of tampering with to restore the chemical imbalance and not understanding where this chemical imbalance comes from and what it is. Um, It's even more confusing because abnormal behaviors um, are judged by other people as having a chemical imbalance, and usually people are told by whatever, friends, loved ones, you know, you should really think about getting some sort of drug for your for your problem. <laughs> and I think there's this fundamental issue that that it that it's not understood that 
how we think, how we feel, how we behave is directly related to what we're eating. And scientific eating is a way to lead to the cells being able to produce what leads to normal social behavior, like Dr. Abbott was saying. So people get along with each other. You know, a lot of people feel bad. They just feel bad. And so that leads to behaviors that that um, uh, are, quote-unquote, antisocial, get mad at people, argumentative, um, n- never settle down. And it's, it's, it's this chemical imbalance is that the brain is saying, I don't have what I need um, to be steady, to be even, to be focused, to um, to have clarity. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a very enlightening topic to help people understand that eating scientifically um, allows optimal thinking, optimal feeling, better balance, and and better interaction, feeling better, just physically feeling better. Mm. Yes, well, yes, I'm, yes. Sure, I'm sure I'll have more to say, but I think it's a great topic for tonight. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me go over here and pull in. I want this one to be jam-packed tonight, so I'm bringing him in a little early off the bench and let him and feed him the ball, let him go ahead and start lighting it up. Y'all please go ahead and get ready to put your hands together. Some people call him Uncle N. I call him the seafood of health care. He's the grandmaster. This is the dynamic... He's a, he's a dynamic duo all by himself. The founder of Symptometry, he's just all over the place, does it all. He hasn't even had a vacation. He, he needs a vacation, but he sits there and does it all for us, and I really appreciate him. Y'all put your hands together for Dr. Nord. It's time to It's awesome, baby. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nardi. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Um, hello, Dr. Wanek. Hello, Dr. Abbott. And uh, hello to the great audience that you have. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming over, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, Dr. Nardi. So I want you to loosen up your tie and take off your shoes for this one right here. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready, as always, so I'm fine. Good, good, good. What do you think about before I even? I'm gonna just give you just a just a just a vague question. You know, like you know what? No, I'm gonna go and be be specific and get the party started. What I think that brain essentials are important, but some people hear these these two simple words, brain and essential, but they don't put two and two together and go as deep as you do in root cause therapeutics. Can you please? Describe to me or tell me and tell my listening audience, even for the youngest one to understand, or if, a, or if an extraterrestrial came down and landed on the planet and said, what is a brain essential? Can you please let us know, what is a brain essential, Dr. Nardi? Well, uh, um, a brain essential is simply the tool uh, that the mind uses so that uh, uh, the body finds its way through all these booby traps on this planet. That is a brain essential. Uh, And our cells rely 
on the proper nourishment of the brain so that the right brain essentials are produced. And without these good brain essentials, where will, where will we be? Uh, there is so much turmoil everywhere just because people do not know how to produce brain essentials. And these brain essentials, uh, uh, neuroscientists call them neurotransmitters. But before you produce these brain essentials, you have to know that there are certain organs that will have to come into play before you can produce these brain essentials. The liver will have to come into play. The small intestine will have to come into play. The pancreas will have to come into play. If you don't have these three working together and working in, in harmony, you are not going to have the necessary brain stoppers, activity stoppers. You are not going to have the necessary activators and the necessary regulators. You want to, you want to steal something. Something tells you, no, that is improper behavior. That is a brain essential called an activity stopper. It is there to do it. But if you don't eat the right foods, as uh, Dr. Wanek pointed out, if you don't eat the right foods, if you don't eat scientifically, you will not produce these brain stoppers. And then if you go to a store, you will feel that shoplifting is normal because no one is looking at you. No one is seeing you. But you forget that there's, there's a camera somewhere watching everyone, everything. So it's very good. It's very important that we all produce the necessary brain essentials so that we behave in a very, very acceptable manner. And once we behave in an acceptable manner, believe me, we are going to put all these police officers out of work. We are, we are going to put all these police officers out of work. No one is stealing. No one is beating this. No one is, no one is kicking. No one is punching. Everybody's behavior, everybody is in his, uh, his or her, her best behavior. What will the police officers do? They will just be directing traffic. And that's it. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, so you are implying very strongly that one of the main reasons, now last week you said alcohol, well, you, um, well before in the show, but I remember in class, we were talking about the liver. Sunday you were talking about how alcohol was a contributor to the beginning of slavery, and now you're saying that our lack of brain essentials is one of the main contributors to crime? Yes, and yes, and yes. As you would say, and, oh, and you see, <laughs> no, you see, I, I was, I was, I was going to to the supermarket with my my, my granddaughter and with someone else, and there was another son who did something very, very exemplary. Very exemplary. Somebody went to the store, and I don't know how he, how he put the money in his pocket. When he took out his car key, an amount dropped from his pocket. 
and he didn't fight. And this young boy who was with his parents saw this, and he ran and picked up the money, and that was $20, and gave it to the man. Oh, we all clapped for this young boy. I don't, I don't think that boy was even five years old. You see, excellent behavior. The, his parents were shocked. The, his parents even did not know what was happening. They were they, they were yelling, hey, 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 come back. Where are you going? Where are you going? No, he was going to pick up the money that he saw drop down from the man's pocket. You see what Benison Shas can do? Yes, 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 yes. Wow, let's these. I want to talk about the connection between those three organs. You said the small and you said the small intestines, and what were the other two? The liver and the pancreas. Please talk about that connection, and because maybe you know some people say well the brain is all the way up in my head and then you know my liver and my pancreas and my small intestines are way down in my body what do they have to do with one another you know my brain thinks <laughs> my liver has a function and then can you talk about the interplay of how our body they call them organs for a reason organ is an instrument that you play you play your organs <laughs> and it produces different sounds so can you talk about the interplay of these particular four organs, please? All right. Neurotransmitters are produced from neuropeptides. And before you produce a long chain of peptides, you have to eat a protein food first. You have to eat a protein food. Now... What kind of protein food are you going to eat? Are you going to drink milk? There are, there are uh, 15 different protein foods. Are you going to eat uh, leaf protein? Are you going to eat grain protein? What kind of protein food are you going to eat? Then you, may, you must make sure that the protein food you are going to eat has eight essential amino acids so that it must be a complete protein. Once you have eaten a complete protein, what, I, what, what is going to happen? The liver is going to convert these eight proteins to the 20 proteins that the, uh, that the DNA needs in order to produce a nucleotide. From there, the, all the amino acids are circulated. All the amino acids are now circulated to the pancreas. But before they come to the pancreas, they have to go to the small intestine first. You have eaten your protein. It has gone to the stomach. The stomach has processed this. That's, and, and now it is in the small intestine. The small intestine is going to select these amino acids and send them to the liver. The liver will send them to the pancreas. It is the pancreas that is going to split these proteins with the splitting protein splitting enzymes to split all these proteins into tiny, 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 tiny bits. And then they will be circulated to the different parts of the human body. Those that go to the brain will be called neuropeptides. And the brain cells 
we now use these neuropeptides to, po to produce different, different, different kinds of neurotransmitters. This is how they work as a team. This is a complete assembly line. After chewing food, you take care of this. From here, you take care of that. And next, next step, next step, next step, next step, before you produce a brain essential. This is how all these organs work together. They don't bicker. They don't fight. They love each other. Why can't we, why can't we behave like them? Thank you. Ooh. I love it, I love it, I love it. Where is my... It's dog? awesome, baby! Now, Dr. Nardi, what? Now, 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 you know, I got to get into the fallacies quick, too. I like getting into the science, but somebody may be listening, and they say, oh, that's why I eat nuts, because, you know, this walnut looks just like a brain. When I open this <laughs> walnut up, it looks... It looks now, Dr. Abbott, he's seen that before. Dr. Abbott used to be a vegetarian. Dr. Abbott, do you remember somebody showing you that how the inside of a walnut uh, looks like a uh, looks like the brain? Well, absolutely, Coach. I mean, that was some, one of the things that I learned even in acupuncture school, which we know is called the, uh, the doctrine of signatures, where they, you know where they've used plants and different even animal organs that, to that coincide or that are very similar in shape to our body parts uh, to say, oh, it's good for this or it's good for that if it's the same color, or, you know, even in, in a, a specific season. So I, I understand. Yes, we and, and these are things that you also learn in the American school at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Doctor Nardi, can you can you talk to me about you know about the damages? You know, can 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 eating that walnut you know cause disruption in the team? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because the wal walnut walnut has uh, prussic acid. Uh, another name for uh, prussic acid is hydrocyanic acid, uh, the kind of uh, cyanide mixed with water. Well, to to the to to the nut, um, hydrocyanic acid or prussic acid is very, very important because uh, that is uh, its blood, that is its uh, that is its circulatory system. You know, so the nut needs it, but we don't need it. And two, we have uh, we have uh, the, the amount of the amount of uh, uh, potassium, the amount of uh, minerals, different different kinds of minerals that are in the nut are too much. You know, that, that's in excess. We need just a small amount, and it's, it supplies us more than what we need. As a result, you are going to have serious potassium overload, magnesium overload, iron overload, manganese overload. Everything will be, a, will be an overload. Why do you have to do that? Then you have saturated fat. You keep adding all this, and you see that these are cross currents. These are cross currents. You don't need cross currents when the cells are being nourished. Cross currents will block certain nutrients from getting to the cells. They will block the formation of certain putting carrier molecules to modify the structure of some nutrients. I see people who eat nuts, 
They sit down, they complain, oh, I have a chronic migraine. Ask them, what's the first question? Ask the first question. I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a lady yesterday, just yesterday. I have a chronic pain at the back of my head. That is occipital pain. This is serious. That is where the brain stem is located. That's where the cardiac center and the respiratory center are located. And this is where you have pain. All right. Let's have some chat. Do you eat nuts? Oh, yes. Ooh, I love nuts. What kind of nuts do you eat? Oh, cashews, almond. Cashews and almond. Why? What? What? Tell me. Why do you like it? I, I I heard I heard many people say they like it. You? Why do you like it? No, and I like it because it's very crunchy. And besides, you know, I don't like to eat too much food, but I like to eat nuts. So that's my best snack. Oh, that's your best <laughs> snack. I see. You see? Now let me ask you a question. If I ask you to to stop eating your best snack, will you stop it so that your 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 pain at the back of your head stops? Will you are you prepared to do that? Oh no no no! I have to think about that because that, that's that's my snack. What else mm-hmm. what, what else is there for me to eat? What else is there for you to eat? So I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked her to, to 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 call me back, go and think about it, and call me back. And if you feel that your 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 back, your your, your headache, your your hospital pain is becoming life threatening, then you call me. But if it's too late, you cannot open your mouth to call me. That's all I'm I'm telling you right now. And that was how we that was how we parted company. Dr. Nardi, I have to bring Dr. Wyman in because I, I can see her smiling from over here. I know she's in South Carolina, and I'm in Atlanta. I, I, heard that ex- I heard that exact story today myself. <laughs> so I'm like, but, I, but I like the crunch. It's my favorite snack. I eat it all day long. <laughs> and and, Dr. and fu- fundamentally, it's like I said, there is no connection with most people between what they're eating and the totality of what's in the food they're eating, how it's actually being processed in the body. It's what I call magical thinking that, oh, it's just magic. You know, everything just happens magically. And I I have no idea why I have this headache, but it's certainly not related to the food I'm eating. That's kind of what it is. There's just no, there's no connection. And you, but you say, well, why do you have this headache? Well, I don't know. I just caught it. You know, I just got it. So that's why this discussion is so, like I said, timely and important. That, that I'm wanting people to connect. That what they are eating is absolutely creating in every way how they think, how they feel, how they work, whether it's good or bad. And then a person has to, well, first a person has to connect, and then they have to decide they want to do something about it. But like Dr. Nardi said, the problem is it's oftentimes too late to do anything about it because by then the cells have said, you know, we've been knocking on your door for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You haven't listened to us. 
you know, we're done. You know, it's it's and and Dr. Nardi is speaking from experience. He's had people who haven't been able to pick up his phone to call him because they've had um, a, 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 a blockage of blood flow to their brain, their brain stem. They 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 can't speak, they can't breathe, they're they're dead. So that's why this is important. You know, we're making this important because it's critical that people understand this. That and and, and um, <laughs> I, I just love how Dr. Weiner responds. Dr. Weiner, when you, you heard Dr. Nardi said, the lady said, um, "Well, what else am I supposed to eat? Well, that's right. my snack. What else about? I, I mean, right. can you can 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 you give us at least two or three other snack substitutes that will not disrupt the team that people could eat?" as an alternative to eating nuts? A uh, piece of French bread with some nice blue cheese on top of it. Um, uh, they could have um, a, a piece of a meat pie, a little piece of a snack with, uh, like, white bread that's rolled up with, with meat inside of it. Um, it could be as simple as um, some some fresh pineapple or some fresh watermelon or some fresh mango. I mean, there's all sorts of things to eat. I was just thinking about this myself because I heard, like I said, I heard this exact story today. And there's all sorts of stuff that a person can eat. The problem is, is that people have been programmed that this is healthy for you to eat. And people have moved into that programming. So, they like to eat nuts because they're so healthy for you. And then you ask a person, well, what's in that nut that's so healthy for you? I've said this to many people, and they they, they don't have an answer. They don't know. They've just been told it's healthy for you, so I'm going to eat it. And so you give them a list of the alternatives, which is quite extensive, and they they look and go, I don't eat any of those things. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's... I don't know. It's 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 ser- it's funny, but it's serious at the same time. <laughs> so there's sure. lots of, there's lots of things that could be eaten. Um, that, absolutely. I want to go back into talking about something that something to avoid, and this comes up all the time, Doctor Nardi. And I'm gonna let you pick. I'm gonna start out with the top one. I'm gonna start out with the devil's poison, the corn, and the and the corn syrup. You know, let's let's talk about the devil's poison for a second. When we you know uh, drinking these sodas, woo, that Sprite tastes good. Or I want a little Coca-Cola with my Hennessy, or uh, can I get some maple syrup? You know, some uh, Angelmamas or, or Dr. Abbott. You got any examples of, of some of that devil's poison? So I mean, you you're doing a good job on it, Coach. But you know, definitely with the chocolate. <laughs> Some chocolate, you know, how about some, some um, you know, some chocolate-covered uh, nuts, you know? So, you know, and I don't want to name any specific brand, but there's lots of them out there. You know, or, or some almond ice cream, you know, something like that. Well, go ahead, Dr. Nardi. Please, uh, please, please talk about how... The devil's syrup, or the or, or the devil juice, we can call it whatever you want to call it. Devil juice, devil syrup, whatever. That corn, when that corn gets into your system and it sneaks in there, that high fructose corn syrup, 
how is that an enemy to the brain essentials and the production of the peptides and the neurotransmitters? First, you have to know that uh, for those who are not aware of uh, this fact, um, uh, DNA is made of uh, very, very weak sugar. Uh, It's a five-carbon weak sugar, pentose or ribose, very, very weak sugar. So you have to eat it. You have to you have to eat what matches your DNA. Then people say, "Oh, but God, who who created sugar cane? Who created sugar cane? Is it not God?" All right, okay, yes, God created sugar cane. Fine. So He created for what? Just to beautify the planet? He created it for us to use it. So we turn it into sugar, and we are now using it. What's wrong with that? These are some of the questions that I've had. People who are so resistant to knowledge, to scientific knowledge. All right. It's there. But now here you are. Here you are. You are suffering from narcolepsy. Here you are. You are suffering from narcolepsy. This man cannot open his eyes in a classroom for for more than five minutes. He has to rely on his friends to take the lecture to, to, to take their lecture notes, and then he pays them to copy their lecture notes. How long will this go on? Will you pay somebody to write your thesis for you also? I had to bring this to this man's attention. Finally, he realized that, yes, what was happening to him was serious. What was happening to him was serious. He had to learn the importance of eating weak sugar. He likes drinking soda. We deconstructed, we deconstructed sodas, and I told him what was in there. You just mentioned high fructose corn syrup. In addition to high fructose corn syrup, he was also drinking other beverages that had that had more sugar, that was 500 times to 600 times sweeter than. Uh, cane sugar and high fructose corn syrup. It was after I took my time to bring this to his attention that this gentleman finally woke up. This high fructose corn syrup destroys our energy holding molecules. And our energy holding molecules only have a lifespan of about four to eight hours. You have to keep producing new ones. You have to keep producing fresh ones. And if you are consuming items that keep destroying your energy base, then what are you doing to yourself? You are ruining your life. No enzyme will be produced without energy. You need focus energy, concentration energy, digestive energy, all kinds of that you need about twenty five different kinds of energies. 
how are you going to do how are you going to get this and produce brain essentials when you keep disrupting, when you keep damaging, ruining your energy holding molecules. So this is what I did and I finally convinced this man and he started the treatment and this man is doing much better right now. So as far as high fructose corn syrup is concerned, what you need is give people the good um, give people classic examples. I always do that even with my granddaughter. When she wants something and I say no, she wants something and I say no, okay, I will buy it. I will let her have it. And then when she crashes, next time when we go to the store, I'll still, I will ask her, do you want me to buy this one? The way she will say no, you so, you so, such a force, I know that yes, she has learned her lesson. Sometimes, let people learn their lessons, practical lessons, so that they learn their lessons and they will not do it again if they want to continue to live on this planet. I have a way of asking people, of drawing people's attention to the facts. Do you have children? Do you have a loved one? How long do you want to be around for your loved one? Ah, right away the person wakes up. This is how I have been turning people's lives around. So high fructose corn syrup, I'm not saying, well, some of my fellow scientists, they tell me, they say, oh, this, 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 hey, Dr. Nazi, this is America. It's a free country. And people must make choices. So people should be allowed to produce whatever they want, provided they are paying their taxes and they are legally established. <laughs> so if people are producing high fructose corn syrup, believe me, if you say something against their, against their institution, they may sue you. So for this reason, allow them to produce whatever they want to produce. You see all these energy drinks that are out there? Yes, this is America. Some of these energy drinks, you buy them, you, you have energy for five minutes, and you crash for the next 25 minutes, if not 30, if not more. And yet, I am always reminded that this is America. I say, okay. So high fructose corn syrup is there, but it is our responsibility to enlighten people about the dangers, the demerits of high fructose corn syrup, these corn products. Corn. Gasoline is made from corn. Ethanol is made from corn. Is this something you are going to eat? Thank you. Hey, I got you on a roll now. We can really talk about sex. I'm going to talk about sex now, Dr. Naughty, and choosing partners. That's what I want to talk about. Sometimes we see somebody, and they got that magnetic quality. Woo! They got them legs. They got the arms. They got them eyes. They got that conversation. You know, we see the external, and we don't put a lot of thought into it, and we just go ahead and, you know, 
without thinking, or our thinking may be clouded. We get into uh, a relationship or a situation that uh, down the long run is not exactly what we want. It, it, It goes from smooth to bumpy very quick. And how can the brain essentials not only um, help us make better decisions, but also improve the quality of the sexual relationships between people. Have you found, because, you know, you practice everything. When the cookbook came out, you had to test it. And so now we're talking about sexuality now. You ain't got to give us all of your business, but we want to know in your, in, your, in your life, Dr. Nardi, have you found that proper brain essentials have increased the, the joy or the quality of sex in your life? Yes, 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 and uh, and uh, I am still I'm I'm still doing it, and I'm still loving it, and uh, there's nothing else I can say about that. But <laughs> one thing you have to understand is this: I watch I watch uh, my favorite show. I don't watch any, but when when I'm free, I watch my favorite show. My favorite show is called Snapped, and it's a documentary. And I also have another, I also have, I just discovered another show also on the channel 271, uh, Scorned. And you see people who are head over heels in love at first sight. They were, they were lightning struck by the woman's magnetizing spot or by the man's magnetizing spot. And then what happens? Two months into the into the into the relationship, they discover that they associated themselves with a complete monster. If they had enough brain essentials, this would not have happened. First, alcohol did it all. Second poor diet made the situation worse. Your thinking is foggy. For this reason, you cannot analyze beyond a certain point. You have seen the woman's legs. Then all of a sudden, nothing else counts. Nothing else counts. You have seen the man's Dimples when he smiles. That's it. Nothing else counts. If you had enough good brain essentials, you would have had enough stoppers. Stoppers will tell you, hey, stop. You are going too far. Take your time. Get, I mean, spend more time knowing the person. What is his private life like? What are his parents? What are her parents? Uh, is he a complete fraud? This is what the stoppers do. And you cannot put these stoppers when your brain is malnourished. This is the relationship between brain essentials and good relationship. When you have a good relationship, believe me, many other people benefit from your good relationship. 
your workers benefit from your good relationship. All of a sudden, you are very forgiving, you are loving. People ask, people, people, people want uh, uh, an excuse to go somewhere. Oh, it's all right, it's okay. Take your time, it's all right. Oh, what happened? All of a sudden, this man is so nice, or oh, this woman is so nice. Yes, good beneficiaries. You had very good relationship. Nurturing took place. Nurturing took place. That's what I wanted to add to it. <clears throat> Uh, Dr. Abbott or Dr. Wynek, I'd like for you all to weigh in on this topic about uh, sex and some of the clients that you had that <clears throat> you could tell, you know, you don't, of course, we're not going to mention any names, but had there been any circumstances in a relationship, I mean, or uh, with, with someone that you've encountered that you noticed that if they would have had proper brain essentials, they may not have been in a particular relationship situation or a sexually deviant situation or a sexually deprived situation? Go. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, that's a very, it's a very good topic that you're raising now, primarily because just look at the the divorce rate in America and, and or the separation rate in America. And if you took a survey of it, you would primarily find that most of those relationships are based upon issues at some point that goes back to sex, sexuality, sexual preference, sexual rhythm, and things of that nature. So it, it, that, that's always an issue. And, you know, as people move along the chronological line, you know, age-wise, you know, things absolutely shift. But even, you know, so when they're, you know, younger, I mean, it's like, you know, I call it the rabbit races or whatever, you know. But as people start to get knowledge and understanding, now, in dealing with with those you know individuals that come in with those particular concerns, I mean I've actually seen one one person actually blame the spouse for having diabetes, and you know, and it was all related to their sexual relationship. However, at the time I was not in symptometry, but this was in early on in my acupuncture career. But if the person is producing the proper body essentials and brain essentials, then this gives gives us the opportunity to be healthy on the seven fronts. And the first front on the seven fronts is sexuality or sex. We have to be sexually healthy. And so that seems to always have a a point in most 
most cases because that that's what we come from, and we can't hide it or get away from it. So that's always the place where it, that needs nurturing and reinforcement. Absolutely, Doctor Weinick, did you have a comment on that? I I my experience is mostly um, with people who are in committed uh, long-term relationships, but I see that if one or the other person in the relationship is um, interested in being healthy and the other not, then there gets to be an energy mismatch where uh, sexual desire and sexual functioning is so tied into um, the the cells being nourished in a way so that that all can be coordinated to happen, just like Dr. Nardi was saying, it's not just the brain in all this. Um, it's the small intestine, the pancreas, the liver, the nerves, the blood flow. I mean, the entire body system is involved in sexual functioning. And when there is a an, an energy mismatch between the two the two people in the relationship, then the relationship suffers. Or people come in um you know one or the other the the partner in the relationship and not really wanting to specifically focus on cell nourishment but you know what supplements that I can can I take to do this or do that or whatever and not understanding that to have a sec- healthy sexually functioning relationship requires brain essentials, body essentials, cell essentials. Um, and the optimal relationship is between two people who are committed to optimal cellular health. And that's the most fulfilling uh, of, of the types of relationships that are possible. I love it. I love it. Because I like good sex, and I'm not ashamed to say it, and we got adult people on here. We have the intelligent listeners on this show. And so I know somebody was in the chat room or something was, like, listening for that. They said, hey, man, I need you to ask about ask about that. So I had to go ahead. Uh, I also see in the chat room, Dr. Nardi, someone asked about microtoxins in the corn. Do you uh, know anything about microtoxins? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not Mike. Uh, I, I don't think I don't I, I don't think uh, the person said it right. It's myco mycotoxins. Uh, mycotoxins mm-hmm. come from fun, fungi, fungus. You know, um, the, the, the worst, <laughs> the worst one is Clavicex purpurea. Clavicex purpurea has, has, uh, is, a, is a fungus that has that Dr. Twiller. Dr. Twiller uh, discovered in uh, 1864 where uh, that it, uh, it was the, it was causing mental illness on uh, on a continental scale, and uh, that was responsible for causing mental illness in, in in Britain, in France, in Germany. And people they could not understand why people uh, were were suffering from mental illness, you know, but. Let me say something 
um, good for for corn for the first time. Um, corn was not the culprit. It was it was rye. It was rye that was the culprit. You see, but Camisea purpurea is also found in rye as in corn. You see, and uh, in their situation. Right, those all those most of those who were eating rye bread, especially the poor, in those days, I mean, the the well-to-do, the generals, you know, they were fighting, they were fighting so many uh, wars. The generals and and the nobility, they they did not eat rye bread. Rye was meant for the was only reserved for the poor. And most of the insane, most of the mentally ill, were um, people were who were poor. So Dr. Triller investigated this and discovered that uh, it was mostly it was mostly affecting uh, people who were at the bottom of the at the lowest the people who were on the lowest rung of society the poorest of the poor so they were mostly mentally ill but Clavicell's purpurea is also in corn but the main reason that uh, corn uh, eaters are not suffering from mental illness on the same scale as uh, those who eat uh, um, rye bread is because of the fermentation process. See, the fermentation process allows cyanide to come to the fore, and this destroys Clavicell's um, uh, uh, purpurea. So this is this is this is how. Many people who eat corn uh, did not suffer from uh, the effects of Clavicell's purpurea compared to um, the, uh, sorry, the, the, the production of rye bread. Rye was not fermented. It was not fermented. So the process of fermentation was the big difference between the effect of Clavicell's purpurea on the corn eaters and Clavicell's purpurea on the rye bread eaters. That was what Dr. Twiller found out. And I embrace fully his research. Research well done. So that is as far as the mycotoxin is concerned. M-Y-C-O then toxin. T-O-X-I-N. Thank you. Yes, they had they had typed it in correctly, and then I pronounced it incorrectly. And they told me to make sure that I uh, let you know that that was my mistake. So yes, they did. They typed the N I. They, I just put the R in, but I uh, yes. So I just want to let you know that they had had it pronounced correctly, and I had it pronounced incorrectly. All right, the next one on the on the list, Doctor Nardi, you know what they, they know what's coming up. Is this is this MSG? And you know a lot of people eating that kale. They say they love it. Oh man! And and I tell them all the time. I got somebody on my page. I say, man, it's a nat- It is a natural carrier of MSG. Can you can is MSG a friend or foe to brain nutrients? Oh no, MSG 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 is a, is, is a foe. I mean. Uh, uh, in, is is considered amongst the the the, the cross currents. Um, and, I mean, let's 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 cut a slack to MSG. Listen, 
MSG is in every plant because that is how the plant um, 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 regulates its uh, its temperature. Okay, I mean we are in our houses when it is very cold. We turn on the heat. We wear several layers in order to keep ourselves warm. And the plant is out there. What does it use to regulate its body temperature? What does it use to con- to, 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 to to conserve heat? It is energy's uses. But here is the problem. In order to know the the, the food items that have too much MSG, you have to go to the laboratory. And then you know the food that have too much MSG. The food that have too much, too much MSG, you set them aside. And then you concentrate or you recommend the foods that don't have too much MSG. Just like potassium. Every plant must have potassium. But there are some plants that have too much potassium. That is to their benefit, not to our benefit. You know, as when I studied echocardiography, I was wondering why so many people had this uh, serious uh, 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 cardiac ab- abnormalities. I mean, the, you see the inverted T waves. You see all kinds of cardiac abnormalities. You keep asking yourself, why is it that these people are having these problems? The cardiologist told me that, well, we have a drug for this. We have a drug for this. So, uh, Maxwell, don't don't worry about all that. We have a a drug for all these things. I wasn't satisfied. And I I kept pressing and pressing and pressing, and finally I got to know that it is people who consume high potassium foods who are very, very susceptible to this cardiac imbalance. Now, as far as MSG is concerned, people who consume too much MSG, watch, observe them. They have nutrient deficiencies. They have nutrient deficiencies. And if a person is suffering from calcium deficiencies, and and he or she consumes uh, foods that are very high, in uh, have too much MSG, or the person consumes uh, oriental food, I will not mention a particular uh, restaurant, a particular cuisine, but oriental is very broad, that's fine, and um, the person is suffering from brain fog, short-term memory, long-term memory, almost uh, sliding into Alzheimer's, you have to take the person off the items that have too much MSG. And Hold the on, person does very well. Brain fog. What is that, Dr. Naughty? What is brain fog? Oh. <laughs> um, brain fog is a situation where the person is not thinking clearly. You know, um, the analysis, you know, is very, is very, is very, is very prominent in people's line of work. It's time for you to do in-depth thinking, and you don't see your way too clearly in your thinking process. This is brain fog. 
is brain fog is totally different from short-term memory lapse or long-term memory problems. Brain fog is just a situation where the person cannot think clearly. It's time to write a composition. The person starts, but he cannot finish because there is something that, that is not clear. The concept is not clear. Others can conceptualize very easily, but this, per this particular person has a problem. This is brain fog. Mm. What other contributors to the brain fog and the cross currents are people out here digesting? Um, what was one of the What was one of the other things? I had um, the uh, molasses and molasses and brown sugar. How how does that relate to? Um, is that a friend of foe to brain essentials and, uh, and neuropeptides? No, um, you see, when once you mention molasses, <laughs> uh, well, it's good. It's a very good sweetener, but uh, you have to stay away from it because it has it has uh, nutrient blockers, you know. Uh, molybdenum is good for, uh, I say, for, for for the redox for the redox system. That is oxidation reduction system. It's very good. But if you have if you have other if you have other nutrients that are equally good, if not better, why go for molybdenum? Molybdenum is called, it's a complete nutrient blocker, just like vanadium. So, if you want to optimize your brain ability, your brain capacity, you identify the items that have vanadium and the items that have molybdenum and uh, and then stay away from them. Uh, the downside of nutrition has a whole chapter on vanadium and another chapter on molybdenum. Just, just, guy, just get the book and then turn to the chapter and then you identify these items and you stay away from them. You see, it's good for you to, to, be, to be mentally sharp from January 1st to December 31st, year after year. Be mentally sharp. There is no such thing as aging where uh, uh, he's, for, he's forgetful. He's very forgetful. And it's all from Alzheimer's disease because of the age. What does age have to do with, with forgetful, with, 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 with mental acuity, mental, mental acu business acumen, and all that? What does age have to do with that? If you know how to properly nourish your brain, as we are discussing this today, you keep aging gracefully. And you don't have all these problems. So most people don't know how to do it. That's why we have American School of Symptometry to show people how to do it. Thank you. Whew. All right, Dr. Nardi. Now I want to get into the topic of rest and sleeping. And I know, we all know, well, everyone doesn't know, but um, that you go to bed normally around 8 o'clock, and get up at two o'clock. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Except, except when there's a radio show, then uh, I, I, I go to bed at nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yes. And how long have you been uh, having that particular sleep habit? Woo! Uh, since So, right at twenty years now. Yes, yes, nonstop, yes. And why did you choose that pattern of sleep, and did it have anything to do with 
brain nourishment, and if so, how? Um, I write my most difficult prescriptions very, very early in the morning. Very, very early in the morning. Very, very difficult prescriptions. Uh, a person has been doing very well, then all of a sudden, um, the person is not doing well. The person is sleeping, going down, uh, going down and down and down. What is happening? There is no book. There is no book anywhere in the world that will show you what to do. So you have to go deep inside yourself for the solution. And the only way you do that is when you have slept soundly like a baby and you have had enough sleep, at least five and a half hours of sound sleep, not, not uh, you know, hitting the bed and still be reading and be turning the, the television and uh, uh, making a free phone calls. And all that. No, 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 no. No. When you hit your bed in less than 10 minutes, you are gone. And I sleep so soundly that my wife protects me because she knows that the way I sleep, I'm very vulnerable. So that is what she does. And then when I'm up, that is when she starts sleeping soundly. This is this how we've been doing it for all these years. Now, if you sleep soundly, there is no interference with message that is filtering to you from the gas planet to your solar plexus. There is nothing interfering. Nothing is blocking it. This is how you get most of your answers. This way, you say, turn to page 355. You turn to page 55, and there's a connection between what is there and the person whose condition is giving you hard time, or the person whose condition is giving one of the symptomatic difficult time. That's how it is done. So this is why I've been doing it. It's very beneficial, and people are getting results because of this. Now, people laugh at me. Some of these scientists want me to oh, uh, who, Dr. Nadi, when was the last time you watched Jay Leno? Ha, 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 ha. They will start laughing at me. Because I, I, I watched Jay Leno about seven years ago, eight years ago. And even there, it was because we were only at a meeting somewhere, and then uh, Jay Leno was on around 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and that was only when I watched but they are poking fun at me because I don't watch late-night uh, comedians. That's not necessary. I don't need them to, to laugh. I have good belly life, laugh over so many issues. So why do I have to sit down and allow myself to be entertained by another person in order, in order to have a good laugh? No, that's not necessary. I told you that when I, I have a spare time, I watch my favorite show. My favorite show is called Snapped. I learn a lot from this. 
And then my second favorite show is um, uh, people who are in prison, and then I try to learn why they are in prison, what we can do to correct them in case a parent calls me and does not want the, the child to go back to prison, in this, uh, go to this revolving door. I am learning something. What should I do? Okay, what food are they serving them in prison? What food are they serving them in prison? So that I would change the child, the person's diet. I learn something when I'm watching certain shows. So if I don't have a reason to be around for too long, well, that's it. Today I have a reason to be up till 9 o'clock, 9.30. Your show is the reason I'm up now. Thank you. And I definitely, I definitely appreciate that. I want to let uh, Doctor Doctor Abbott or Doctor Weinick, if they had any um, comment about their sleeping habits, since they have become symptometrists and what what they can notice or what 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 things they've noticed in the changes that they've made in their diet, uh, Doctor Weinick. I mean, I'm sorry, not your diet, but in your sleeping habits, as far as nourishing your brain. Well, I, a, a big change that I've noticed is that I um, sleep better and and wake up feeling better with less sleep, and I'm also waking up earlier in the morning. You know, normally I'd be dragging myself out of bed uh, about seven or seven thirty, uh, going to sleep um, later, like ten, ten thirty, eleven o'clock and still being tired in the morning. Um but I've noticed that I'm I'm yes, going to bed earlier and waking up earlier and, and feeling better and like Doctor Nari was saying, um the sleep is just more undisturbed and and it seems to be deeper. Um and I'm waking up feeling better. So with that, I know, I mean, more or less, all of the repair work, or a lot of the repair work that the cells are doing is happening in the sleep time. And if sleep is interrupted, if sleep is not deep, if a person isn't getting into the, this is called stage three and stage four sleep, where growth hormone is actually functioning to um, support growth of new cells and repair, um, the, the, the person wakes up tired, um, unrefreshed. It means they haven't repaired. They've lost ground, actually, while they're sleeping. So scientific eating has definitely impacted the quality of my sleep. And I, I, I part of my training and part of my profession is to read sleep studies, um, on various different uh, types of people. But that is the biggest thing that I would see on almost every person is that there's little or no time spent in stage three and stage four sleep. And that's absolutely required for for the body to be healing and repairing. And it's that... A stage three and four sleep is being directed by 
the hormones or the body essentials that are produced um, when the when the cells are being nourished scientifically. And so for I don't know 15 years. I mean, I read sleep studies and still do for the last 15 years, and I think I've seen one or two people that have had normal restorative stage three to four sleep. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know what the word is. It's alarming, really. Um, and part of what I always ask for was a list of what a person was eating the day before they had the sleep study. And that was appalling. <laughs> That's part of the reason I say that there just isn't any connection in general that people understand that what they're eating is creating how they work or don't work. That's true. Yeah. Dr. Weiner, could you please uh, describe these stages for us, for those who haven't had um, who haven't had the experience or understand? Because some people say, I just go to sleep and I wake up. They don't understand there's different phases. So could you briefly give us an overview of you know, steps one through four or however many stages they are? Uh, there's there's four stages of sleep. Stage one, well, actually five. Stage one sleep is sort of that 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 place where um, it's um, there's a feeling that the body's being relaxed. There's the eyes are heavy. Um, a person though is still pretty much aware of what's going on in the room, as the body and brain get down into the uh, uh, slower wave sleep. Um, then there's less awareness of what's going on in the room, but yet if somebody came in or there was a loud noise, a person would awaken from sleep. And then the brain waves uh, slow down even further in stage three and stage four. This is the deeper levels of sleep um, where uh, the, the brain is slowly very slowly functioning, a person is in a deep sleep and generally would not be awakened uh, if, if somebody was walking in in the room. Then there's a stage called REM sleep or dream sleep. People know it as dream sleep. And functionally, I think this is where the, the, the brain waves are actually increased in frequency and... Um, a person often is aware that they're dreaming, and I think this is where the there's a lot of electrical surgery going on that works out anxieties and issues that a person is worried about. Although this has never been quote unquote documented, that's what that's what I think is happening. And normally, a, a person in in um, normal sleep would go stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, REM, and cycle through that three times at night about 90 minutes each but people today are not doing that stage one stage two rem back up to stage one no rem it's very a very active brain um very light sleep um no stage three and four sleep uh, people aren't repairing and it's related to 
how the cells of the body are being nourished to make the hormones that are controlling the well, the body essentials, the hormones, the cortisol, the um, estrogen, the progesterone, the testosterone, the DHEA, these hormones that are message, the message molecules that tell everything what to do, where to be, how to um, how to go, um, how to how to work. Um, it's all coordinated. It isn't magic. It's very specific, and fundamentally, it's controlled by eating food in a specific way, scientifically, to sustain and support optimal function of all the cells through the day, I call it the day cycle, the awake cycle, and then the night cycle where where repairing is happening. Thank you, Dr. Wynick. I appreciate that. Um, look at those stages of sleep. Uh, I do got a question from the chat room, but before I get off of the sleep part, Dr. Nardi, I remember I was asking you about taking the success particulate during the day, and you said that it needed to be taken during the nighttime because um, something about the, the level of darkness or um, something about the ultraviolet rays. So can you talk about the importance? Because we've been talking about food, we've been talking about rest, we've been talking about sexual health. Can you get into some of the things that we cannot see with the naked eye and talk about the importance of our minds and our brains being nurtured by ultraviolet rays or, you know, the different phases of ultraviolet rays throughout the day and how those affect our brain? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Radiation is very important. And the amount of vibrations is also very important. There is, there are fewer vibrations in the middle of the night, especially between 2 and 4. There are fewer vibrations. During the day, there are more vibrations. There are lots of noise. Noise is nothing but vibrations. I mean, people honking, people, I mean, or putting their horn, people yelling, people shouting, people crying, even in your own house. Um, somebody is using a hammer, hammering a nail into a wall, sorry, to a table, and so on and so forth. Nothing but noise, vibrations, vibrations, vibrations. So a lot of a lot of messages from from the atomic world are distorted and they are not filtering properly during the day when the ultraviolet rays are the highest. This is why it is always good for you to take the success particulate before they break. That is when uh, radiation is still at its lowest ebb, and when there are fewer vibrations. That's why it is recommended that you do that. People have taken the success particulate during the day, and everything in symptometry is nothing but experience and practice. Um, people became counterproductive. 
people became very irritable. You ask the person, when did you take this particular? I had a situation where uh, the wife, I mean, really gave me a dirty look when we when there was a function and then we all attended the function. And the wife greeted everyone and left me out. And then she gave me a dirty look. What was happening? Well, human beings being human beings, I just decided to forget it. But I was I was I was not offended, but I was hurt. Why was that this was happening? I did not call the gentleman, but he called me and told me that he needed a refill for his success particulate. So I asked him, why do you have a refill so soon, so quickly? He said, well, until yesterday, I had half a bottle. Now the bottle is empty. Did your wife pour your particulars into the toilet? Maybe, I think so. Why, do you suspect something? Let me ask you a question. When did you take your particulars before the bottle is empty? Oh, I, I take it to work. And sometimes I'm not able to take it uh, uh, before 4 o'clock, so I take it around 6, sometimes around 7. Sometimes I forget, I take it around 10 o'clock. Is that when you are supposed to take the particulate? Then he said, when was I supposed to take it? Is that the ass needed? He looked at the, he read the bottle again, and he told me that before daybreak, before 4 a.m. Now, what this particulate was doing was, it was making this man irritable. It was making him impatient. He had turned into a complete type A personality. This is what you do when you break the rules. Now I understand why his wife gave me that dirty look. So everything is implementary. is based on practical experience. We test what is in the material America, we retest them and retest them until we have a portfolio out of it. So when I tell you that if you're particulate, you take it before daybreak, this is the scientific reason for this explanation. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Uh The phone lines are now open, 347- Two zero five nine zero eight nine three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. 347 9089 If you have a question for Dr. Nardi or Dr. Abbott or Dr. Wynick or myself or anyone on the panel, if you have a comment about something you heard tonight or that um, really stimulated you, stimulated you or that you could use immediately or something that you learned new tonight, I, we definitely want to hear from you. 347-205-9089. Just press 1 and we will bring you on the air. Uh, I'm going to open those up in about two minutes. I'm going to ask one more question, and this one is concerning our children. Uh, um, a lot of the information that we have covered thus far 
Dr. Naughty did suggest the book, The Downside of Nutrition. You can go over to Symptometry Books, and you know we put that uh, special up last week where you can have the Symptometry Book. Um, we have different packages that also include Dr. Naughty's latest release, his, women, his book for women's optimal health. So if you will go to Symptometry Books, scroll down, you will see Downside of Nutrition, an in-depth study of the most complete person, what to consume, as well as one of my favorites, and I think that everyone should have who has children or nieces or nephews, intelligent children are not born, they are made. So if you would, because um, I'm getting ready to ask him a question, he may refer back to that particular uh, one of these texts. So I just wanted to let people know where they could go and catch one of those specials at um, the Fantastic Women's Health Order, Prevent and Remove Fibroid Combination, and we also have the Ultimate Women's Health Combo. Also listed there, any that special is still going on, any EFT session that you book with Coach Kair if you buy any book, so even if you come on and get the most affordable book on the vaccines or the symptometry questions or anything like that, you can get 50% off an EFT session with Coach Kair, all right? So please, if you have any questions about that, you can call me at 336-587-1215, or you can go over to CoachKair.com and leave uh, just click on uh, leave a note for Coach or post a note for Coach, and I do get back to you with uh, pretty pretty quickly. I know less than 24 hours. Um, before I open the lines up, my my last question, Doctor Nardi, is children, 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 and their brain essentials. When we start out with the with habits, you know, children are creatures of habit, and you talked about your granddaughter, how she emphatically insisted about things that she had already learned the lesson about. Can you talk to parents about or grandparents or aunts or uncles about the importance of increasing brain essentials uh, to young children? And also I want you to include navy beans and black eyed peas and why those are so important as brain essential um, uh, builders. Yeah. Um, The first thing I tell parents is, Your child is your investment. That's the first thing I tell parents. Your child is your investment. Treat your child with respect and dignity. And your child in the future who will become an adult will never, never forget that. You start with nurturing. You may start with brain nourishment, fine, but nurturing is very important. So that the positive impulses help reinforce good habits. Then you move on to cell nourishment at the brain level. When you eat the right foods, especially the complete protein, you are going to have raw materials to produce enough brain essentials. You will not be with your child in school, but your child will be of 
the best behavior. And even when you go to pick your pick up your child, you hear nothing but compliments from the teacher. Compliments from the teacher. You see, many children are being affected by other children whose parents are not raising them properly. You have bullying in school. Bullying that is going on in school. We have children who steal, who are complete shoplifters, who would like to befriend your child. We have children who are pranksters, who are very mischievous, who would like to befriend your child. Don't let any of this bother you at all. If your child, if your child's brain is well nourished, if you don't give your child apple juice, we do, I don't give, my granddaughter is with me now, I don't give, I don't give her apple juice, and if she's fussy and she wants to have her way, I will give it to her. And then both of us will study the consequences and then we will both of us will learn. Both of us will learn. That's how I do it. That's how I reinforce discipline. You know, you can love your child, but loving does not mean spoiling your child. Many parents and grandparents spoil their children. Don't do that. Because if you do that, when the child goes back to the mother, and the mother has been very disciplined, I mean, has been insisting on not giving the child certain things, and then you, the grandparent, or the uncle, or the auntie, or the, the cousin, broke the mother's rule or the father's rule, you are going to bring about conflict in the house. Learn to nourish your child's brain very well. Once your child produces these brain stoppers, these brain activators, these modulators, believe me, your child will know right from wrong, even in your absence. This is how you raise children. And when your child grows this way, when he goes to college, your child will not join any of these fraternities where they will be drinking alcohol and binging and all. No, no, no. Your child will not do that. And I have the experience, and I have four children, four adult children, and I know what I did in order to get them straight. So this is what I'm sharing with the whole world. It's not a theory that is, that is untested. I've tested it several times over. So this is what you do. Your child is your investment. You invest well in your children. Your children will never forget this when you all age gracefully together. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, I know that you have also treated <clears throat> and cured many children with autism, correct? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, do you find that with the rise of autism, one of the main things that you have to do is... Uh, 
nourished the brain or, or his malnourishment of the brain, maybe even in the womb, in the prenatal care, do you think that that is one of the uh, contributors to the rise in autism? Well, it, it, it is, it is, it is. And, and you see, people always think about autism as if it's only a brain issue. No, no, no. Uh, Dr. Wanek also pointed it out. You see, uh, many, many different parts of the human body are interconnected. You see, all, all, not many, all parts of the human body are interconnected. And a person may have autism, okay? In other words, short attention span, uh, irritability, uh, impatience, and the restlessness of the legs, and so on and so forth. This is what people think about people. This is what people know about autism. But there are other aspects of autism that are unique to each individual. Bedwetting, bedwetting is underreported, but you find out that it's there. Biting the fingernails, biting the fingernails, hurting himself or herself. Uh, taking a knife and cutting herself, taking blade and cutting herself. There are many, 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 many subtexts of autism that people um, uh, uh, do not uh, do not think about. I want us to broaden the the area, broaden the field, so that when we talk about autism, it it is all encompassing. It starts in the womb, but then there is vaccination also. Then, you don't forget that once you are dealing with uh, uh, neurotransmitters, then you have certain strong acids and strong alkalis that denature the enzymes that have to produce these brain essentials. So let us, consider, let us discuss autism in a very, very broad manner, so that all bases are touched. The different kinds of autism that have cured, um, if I have not broadened the base, if I have not broadened the therapeutic base, I will not have succeeded. You see, so don't just go to a symptomatist, Dr. Wanek or Dr. Abbott, and say, my child is suffering from autism, and then you stop there. Uh, well, as a symptomatist, they will have to ask further questions in order to know what else is happening to this child that you are not telling me. There are some autistic children who cannot speak. Their tongue is completely tied. Who cannot speak? Who cannot speak? And this takes a long process to untie all these ligaments. Lingual ligaments in order to allow speech to take place. So autism, yes, it is curable, but it is time-consuming. Another thing that I want to advise parents who have autistic children is don't, don't, don't. I said don't three times. Don't cook food for yourself and then Cook food for your child, your autistic, autistic child, separately. That is that is discriminatory. Don't do that. The child will feel 
that he or she is being punished because of her condition. If this, if the child feels this way, the child will withdraw from society completely. And if the child does this, you, the parent, will be the loser. The child will not share anything with you again. So when we say, eat this particular food, please let the whole family change their diet and eat this food with the autistic child. That's what I wanted to add. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Let me open up the lines. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. Caller from the 713-779. Your microphone is wide open. Thank you for joining the show. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, yes, my name is Olamide Lagoye. I'm calling from the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, first off, I'd like to give great honor and uh, appreciation to Dr. Nardi for having the discipline and the forethought to go ahead and listen to the ancestors and take on and accept this 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 charge of bringing symptometry to the world. Um, I'm looking forward to being a student here in the near future. And I will be ordering my uh, one of the bundles here in just a couple of minutes, actually, as soon as I get <laughs> one, one of the bundles. <laughs> one of the bundles, the one with uh, the side <laughs> of your nutrition and the uh, the what to eat as well as Oh, I see, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so my question is in regard to, um, first off, when it, in regard to, um, the, you're talking a lot about, you know, uh, um, autism and the brain's functions and the way people think. Uh, my question is really, how does that play? How does symptometry's role affect uh, the spiritual development as well when it comes to an individual and their ability, of course, to have a good body, a good, solid, functioning body, a healthy body, and a healthy mind? Uh, spiritually, does that open up any additional metaphysical pathways in regard to the chakras or the orishas or whichever uh, spiritual faith or passage people follow? Um, and if so, what type of effect or what things can you do to inspire uh, oneself to be a little more focused in that arena? Okay. It looks like this is a loaded question. No, 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 not loaded. I'm just genuinely curious. <laughs> okay. Genuinely curious. Not yeah, loaded right. at all. <laughs> okay, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, when you come to when you come to the American School of Symptometry, you um, learn that everything is integrated. It is all science. It is all science that fragmented everything. And a person is a spiritual being. Uh, we keep saying that the human body, the, uh, the, the human body is the temple of God. And it shall not be defiled, it shall be clean, no disease shall be in it, and it should be symptomless. And we are doing our best to 
turn symptoms into codes so that we live as very, very healthy individuals. And once we live as very healthy, as very healthy individuals, the invisible aspect of the human body will be enhanced. The invisible aspect is the spiritual component of the human body. When you study physics, you see that there is something called energy. There is something called forces. All these are intangible, and yet they exist. By focusing on the forces, by focusing on the purity of the cells and the human body, as far as including all the organs, what are you doing? You are leading a spiritual life automatically. You will, never, you will never steal. You will never hurt anyone. I, gave, I just gave you the example of this young boy, this five-year-old boy, who saw $20 drop from a person and then dashed away from the, from the parents, went to pick it up and gave it to the person. Right away, you have seen that here is a spiritualized consciousness in the making. You have seen it before your very eyes. So once you give these forces the opportunity to express themselves, you have been transformed automatically, and you are now on the spiritual path. Now, the foods you eat are very important. There are some foods that will bring you down. You have to know these foods. Why is it that I call corn devil's food? Why? It's because I come from a cultural background where I've seen rituals with corn playing a central role in these rituals. Rituals that are performed in the middle of the night. Yes, and corn plays a very important role. You cannot eat corn and be a highly spiritual person. No way. No way. Anything that has cyanide will bring you down. And if you want to spiritualize your, 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 your person, your consciousness, your individuality, what you do is eat scientifically. Eat the foods that will help you. you. You mentioned chakras and all that. These are the openings that keep you in direct contact with the spirit world. And the spirit world goes through the forces. And the forces are physics. So it is in symptometry. So it is in symptometry that you see that physics, anatomy, physiology, Microbiology and all these disciplines are all one integrated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that question, big brother, and thank you for calling in this evening. Did you have another question or or, or did that suffice? Well well, I got a bunch of questions. Like I said, I'm looking forward to uh enrolling here in the near future and that's why I'm ordering I've been listening to the broadcast the recorded uh broadcast here for the past two and a half weeks and 
it's been it's been amazing um and just the logical sense that it makes in regard to the nourishment of the cell as opposed to the nourishing of the body so I have a million questions, but I guess since you've given me the time, I'll get one more in. Um, in regard to actually dealing with the preparation of foods and and doing the right foods and preparing them the right way, I know you always talk about using the lab to find out what has what in it. Uh, is there any way to um, have a lab at home? Without having, you know, because resources are always a, a limit in a lot of, at least in my case. So, is there a way to uh, sanitize, or because I know traditional science is vastly different, or not vastly, not vastly different, but the, the the approach is different. Is there anything that you have to look forward to or look out for in order? Basically, in short, can I make a lab in my home to find out? what has the right amount of cyanide in it or too little or too much potassium or whatever the uh, chemical element or components are for the cells to nourish. <laughs> okay. So you want you, 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 you want you want a home lab. Okay, all right. One thing one thing I would advise you to do is uh, uh if you want a home lab, um uh you have to be prepared to to hurt yourself. In other words you have to be prepared to to to, to poison yourself. Because uh, this is what this is this is, this is what I did for for, for many years. Uh, you have to you have to poison yourself and then reverse the, the the poison. If you cannot do it, then I'm sorry, you cannot have a home lab. Okay. Because first we say eat uh, green uh, green bell pepper, eat green bell pepper. But if you go and buy green bell pepper uh, from the store. That green bell pepper has been waxed. It has been waxed. And if you just come and wash the green bell pepper without, without cooking it a little bit, and you just want to you just eat it, you'll be eating not only the green pepper, you'll also be, you also be eating wax. That's what you have to understand. So what you do is you have iodized salt, and then you rub the salt on the green bell pepper. You wait for about a minute. Then you wash it, and this time you put salt again in in a, in, a, in, a, in a bowl, and then you turn it into salt water, and then you wash it. This is how you wash wax off uh, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, green bell pepper. That's how you do it. So that that's a home lab right there. Now, as a scientist, if you want to be a scientist in the future, you have to do you have to do the opposite also. You have to eat uh, uh, green bell pepper without applying without 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 uh, uh, taking off the wax. You have to compare and contrast. This is what we do all the time. So eat waxed green bell pepper and see the number it will do on your body, on your stomach, on your intestine, and then compare that and contrast it with the unwaxed pepper. 
That's how you that's how you transform your home into a lab. You can buy canola oil and then buy uh, olive oil. All right. Put uh, empty half half of them and then put them in the in the freezer for four hours. Open the freezer after four hours. See which oil is still uh, uh, is still fluid, and see which one is getting harder. Then you know the difference between good oil and bad oil. So you can turn your whole your whole house into into a home into into a, a home laboratory. You know, basic laboratory. You can do that. Yes. So at least you have these two ideas. Go and get sick, and then give give us a call. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> one last question, if I if I have the time, just once more. Um, but hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, uh, Ola. I'm not I'm not suggesting that uh, it is it is our intention to to to, to make to make you sick. All I'm no, saying no. is, <laughs> you, 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 you do you get my point? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I get it totally. Um, okay, good. And that's, right. where I, that's where I was just going with the last uh, question was to, um, was to simply say I know you always have to have a control. And exactly. Exactly. Just, I'm just learning the basic foundation of of symptometry. Like I said, I'm about to order the book, but how do I get my body to a place to where it's actually in a neutral state, so that I understand that the wax is not responding to some other chemical that's in my body as opposed to <laughs> operating on myself, you know. Yeah, but you see, definitely, I don't know how old you are, but I don't think, I don't think your cells are clean right now. No. I don't think, I don't think your cells are clean. So whatever you are going to do, you are going to add more impurities to what is already in yourself. So if you want fast, do scientific fasting. That will that that will help you to be on in the right track. Do some scientific fasting. Okay. Then do some scientific eating and scientific living before you come to symptometry. Before you take your your your, your entrance exam, so that you have a taste of scientific eating and living. Okay. Thank you very much. And again, I appreciate. All that you're doing, and um, looking forward to the. I've heard uh, Coach K and some of the other guests on the show talk about how hard you are on them, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting beat up. I guess you could say. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am a very, very friendly person. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. That's that's all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's awesome, baby. Thank you, big brother from Dallas, Texas, calling in. And that's right, he will get at you sometimes. He's a very friendly person, but he's a friendly beat you up, or he'll hug you right after you get finished. <laughs> he's just not a people pleaser. That's what it is. But sometimes we have been around so many people pleasers that um, who suggest that, oh, yeah, go ahead and take some medicine. Dr. Weinick always talks about that. People think that the solution is, let me suggest that you take some pills in order to feel better. And so 
those people, you know, to me, that's just a lazy way out. You know, they don't want to look at the root cause of where this thing came from at in the first place. You know, like, I'm working with a toothache. I want to know where the toothache came from. I want to know what my thoughts, what I'm putting in my mouth. I want to know everything about it. I don't want to just say, okay, Mr. Dentist, pull it, pull this out and give me a shot of medicine. I want to know what the cause is because I don't want to repeat it 32 times and then I don't have any teeth in my mouth. You see what I'm saying? So... That's 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 why we do this show and get down to the root of um, optimal wellness. Um, if we do have anybody else who would like to ask Dr. Nardi a question or have a comment about some things that they learned tonight, please press one. Uh, we uh, can't take any more callers. We're in the after party, and I'm just seeing if anybody else had a comment. I definitely want to give a shout out to the 859-202-916s, 770-407-615-512s. Everybody calling from all over the United States, all around the world, um, all the galaxies and solar systems. We, re we definitely appreciate you all for tuning in to Symptometry Night for this subject that we feel is very important in, as Dr. Abbott said at the beginning of the show, creating better relationships among our earthly citizens. So I do see that we have another caller. So caller from the 917-200. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Good evening, Coach Kaya. This is Tarika. Um, thank you for posting the number tonight. I just wanted to say thank you, Dr. Nardi, and, um, you know, I'm always appreciative when I can catch your program. Um Regarding parenting and nutrition, um, that was a great reminder as far as nutrition. I haven't listened to the shows in a little bit, but I especially love the Illuminati shows, Illuminati money, rather. <laughs> um, I grew up in a vegetarian household, very mm -hmm. spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, I'm coming from parents that a girlfriend of mine referred to as hippie, converted Muslims. Um, Sunni Muslims um, and educated college degrees and, and very into nutrition. And so uh, even though I have strayed, what you were saying today about how you raise your child, how you nourish your child, and the spirituality that just comes from that type of clean living um, by osmosis, you know, not even necessarily maybe even concentrating on spirituality, but because of the way you live, it just happens that way. It's so natural. So even when I strayed and wanted to eat a hamburger in elementary school and wanted to be like the other children, um, <laughs> you, you do have that consciousness. And even though, you know, we all we live 